Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Everybody. Welcome to another episode of Legal Ham of the Face. We have a special guest coming on with us here in a little bit. Uh, Mike Holzheimer from the NEO Sports Insiders is going to join us. We're going to talk a little bit of Cavs, a little bit of baseball, a lot of Browns because we had a lot of news break while we were uh, off, well, kind of away uh, from last Tuesday. Uh, we also got to, first off, get our sponsor out of the road. Uh, it's Harold in the Lake Erie APA. Uh, get a hold of Harold Keel on Lake Erie APA Facebook page. Uh, if you guys ever want to play pool, have a good time. We just had a blast on Sunday. We got another match. I got to drive up from Coshocton. So Sunday, oh, might, yeah. Sunday's, Sunday's going to be a fun day. <laughs> Sunday, fun day, always. Sunday, fun day, always is what we like to call it. But they have leagues throughout the week, and you can join in. Have a great time. Uh, other than that, that's all I got for that. But let's bring in the main cohorts here. Let's bring in Big Bry. Hey, man. Let's go to a big fella. Hey, my cousin. He's always here. Hey, good morning, everybody. All right. So, boys, we got to quickly run through our normal spiel because we do have a special guest waiting for us. So, I want to go through quickly our shout outs, real quick. And I will go first. And I saw this on Facebook and I just brought it up to Vinny. I got to shout out Vinny's brother in law and wife. They went to City Dogs of Cleveland and adopted a dog this weekend, Bri. Awesome. And I guess this dog in the whole wide world. I guess I mean, he just I haven't loves met her, her yet. I've only seen the pictures and stuff like that. And the way they were talking about it, she's like, she gets a little hyper and then like she's perfectly calm. It's it, it's amazing. It's an amazing dog. Pretty cool. So, please go check out City Dogs. They're one of our favorites. We love them. They've been great to us. Uh, we support them and shows and live shows and fundraisers and everything else. We love everything they do for City Dogs. So please go check out City Dogs in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Also, the 14th, they're having that uh, cornhole tournament slash tailgate with all the great food. We will be there. Uh, Brian and I finished second uh, during the cornhole tournament last year, but we had some rigors with their own bags, which 
I mean, who brings their own bags to a fundraiser? But I mean, I guess if you want to be that guy, you be that. I mean, I don't have to bring my own pool cues to play pool. I can play with other pool cues. But, you know, it's all right. I see how it is. I had to do that last night. Did you? Yeah. Oh, boy. I was it's... over at Razzles. I was shooting in the league, filling in. <laughs> it's always fun when you're shooting with a different one that's crooked. My, my stick just wasn't doing it. I was having a horrible run with it. So I went ahead and I just picked up a house cue. It's amazing how much better it works, Shot right? so much better. See, it's amazing how it works. <laughs> All right, Brian, you got any shout-outs this week, brother? Yeah, I'll do a couple quick ones. Um, and they go to the high school sports and uh, the boys' high school basketball, both Medina and Brunswick, made it to their district finals. Unfortunately, they both lost to uh, some state powerhouses, um, St. Ed's and St. Ignatius. So we won't get into how the public schools and the private schools should be separated because one recruits and one is just a homegrown talent. But uh, but let me shout them out. Medina and my cousin plays for Brunswick. So um, so it was pretty cool to see them get as far as they did and just about knocked off uh, Ignatius, but uh, fell up a little short. So shout out to them and their great seasons. All right, Vinny, your shout outs. Uh, I'll shout out Razzles because uh, I was out there, uh, like I was saying yesterday, for uh, filling in for the pool league. And um, where else? What else did I do this weekend? I don't even know. Well, you played pool with me on Sunday, which that was a uh, that was a fun time for this guy. That was that was a fun time overall. I have to admit. I mean, it was for me. As Vinny rolls his eyes, <laughs> I, Fatty got a little fired up. Over some things that were said, and you know, rabbit, ears, rabbit ears came out, and you know something, I let it go. I was fine, but it I was. Happens. It was one of those ones that I was already te- teetering on that uh, nice little level, and I just went the other way. See, I just went hard the other way, and I said, "All right, let's play pool." And they if found it's out not how me, it's you. I know it was a, but I wasn't. I wasn't mean about it though. I no, just, I no, just no, chirped no. a couple I, times I at the peanut gallery. I, I mean, it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't always call what you want, but right. you know, we had them we had, pool leagues are rough, huh? Them pool leagues are rough. You gotta, you gotta be ready to throw down at any minute. I hear. It's no, not even thrown down. Like I was, that. I was laughing the entire time. They were getting pissed at me because I was laughing so hard. See, they're like, "Why are you laughing?" I'm like, "Because I think it's hilarious." <laughs> <laughs> so we had that. Uh, what else did you do? Did you go out to dinner this week? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm trying to Hold think on. where we went. Though. Did you go to Ma's? Yeah, yeah, what, definitely what, went to Mom's. What'd you have at Ma's? Uh, what did Mom have? Um, was it taco bake again? Because if it's that taco no, bake again, no, 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 never, she's got to make the it. same recipe twice. Well, I'd hope well, unless it's like you know, pasta or something, okay. But uh, let's see what I, you know, what we might have to bring on our special guest, we might have to, and uh, he might be able to help me. Well, on that note, I know, let's bring on our special guest. He is from NEO Sports Insiders, it's Michael Holzheimer. What's going on, Mike? Hey guys, how are you? Great to be with you again. Hey, great. And, 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 and Vinny, for the record, yeah. it was chicken tenders and fettuccine Alfredo. Yes, it was. That's right. Oh, Vinny, I told him that when, really I, when I picked him up. That's amazing. That is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Dang it. It was, yeah. 
We're going to have to come. What's Fat boys are going to come crash a boss uh, Sunday afternoon. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. She's not going to know what to do. I don't, I don't even know if her steps can handle that much weight coming up. At... <laughs> All right. So, Mike, you are here for our show. We're going to talk a whole bunch of uh, Browns here a little bit later, MLB strike. But before we do that, you already guessed the trivia, but you got to I got to give it to Big Brian and see if he can get it. So let's get into yeah. our trivia. Oh, I caught Vinny yeah, off guard. Yes, I caught him did. off guard. Yes. <laughs> I did. And our trivia is always brought to you by Papa V at Curb Appeal Landscaping. Get a hold of Papa V at Curb Appeal 419.com. All right, Brian, you ready? We yep. have a franchise tag happen for the Cleveland Browns. We had David Njoku on the franchise tag. They're working on a long-term deal with him. Uh, we will get into later how we feel about it. But I need from you the last Browns player and what year he was franchise tagged. I was going to look this up and give it to you next week, but I didn't. So, <laughs> yes! uh, Good one. Yes. So, good one. I'll give you a hit. It's in the 2000s. Okay. okay. All right. I think I got an answer here. All right. <clears throat> All right. Just because Mike nailed it right on the head. Mike goes, hold on. And you were still in studio at the time. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can still hear. Oh, okay. He's gone. And I was like, <laughs> Brian, did you hear that? You're like, no. I'm like, thank you. That's a lot of pressure. I know. Cool. We'll so, see what I can do. Grab just a couple of comments here. Uh, Justin yeah, he he, went ahead and chimed in real quick. <laughs> he always has his bags. He's always got his bags with him. <laughs> and uh, my mama chimed in, too. She's saying a big pot of sauce. It is there, Fatty. Oh, so, I can't we'll have my dear. Hi, Mama. I'll bring bread. <laughs> I'll bring oh. bread, appetite, and well, we might have to. I would. Oh, I would yeah. say belt, but there's no way I'm wearing a belt after that meal. <laughs> we might need a little extensions. Sweatpants. Uh, sweatpants. I'll bring sweatpants. There you go. And I have to show restraint because remember, afterwards <laughs> I still got to go shoot pool. I know there's there's been times at so. pool that you're just like, oh, it's so much. <laughs> I I get it. <laughs> I, yeah. If I had that, because I look at my wife, she goes, "You want anything for lunch?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm good. I got to play pool later. <laughs> I, know, I know what's happening afterwards." And by the way, Bry, I had the rallies tenders that are in the fry batter, and. Uh, amazing yeah worth it oh yeah absolutely it blew my mind i was like it took him a while to fry up but i'll take it yeah all right james says hello how's it going james all right do we are we doing the word of the day real quick yeah we can get that out of the way quickly now mike you know the word of the day right you you've been a part of the word of the day i know of it i have not been on the air when you guys have done it but i know of it I know well, you're, you're in it on this one, and I got a sounder for Vinny finally. 
an actual sounder now? Nah, I'm giving you shit. I didn't oh, do anything okay. yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to hear it right now. And <laughs> there it is. Look at that. <laughs> oh, for the oh, best man in the business. Oh, boy. It gets better and better every week. <laughs> How can it be any worse? I mean, uh, we've already hit rock bottom when we had a show with no audio. <laughs> All right, here is our word of the day. Milieu. Milieu. What? M-I-L-I-E-U. That's actually a special word, too, because there's not too many words out there that you see with three vowels in a row. M-I-L-I-E-U is the word. Uh, you got little definitions over there? Sure do. Oh, boy. So our, de- our definitions that we have for it is A, to generate pus. B, <laughs> physical or social setting in which something occurs. C, Concise or comprehensive, or D, out of line, not straight. Okay. So, gives what? you a little something to think about. What was C? C was concise or comprehensive. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the social setting or environment. Social environment, social setting? Um. The social setting would be a good answer. So we're going to reveal that later on in the show. Okay. So hold on to that. Away in. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see what we what we got. Tell me he gave it away because if he did, that's amazing. Uh, listen, I can't say anything. Yeah. You know, you can't get nothing. Yourself. All right. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of our show. Let's have some fun, All guys. Right. Mike's here with us. He's been a multiple guest on our show. We love having him on. So we're just going to start uh, first off. Let's get into the uh, MLB and the mess that the hell's going on there quickly. Uh, they met again. We don't know what the hell's going on. Mike, do you have any clue what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was uh, chatting with Vince as well. I Last update I had was they, they made this evening the deadline as far as any hopes of not canceling any more games. But they're still very far apart. It doesn't look very good. Um, yeah, I heard you guys talk about the lockout on the other show, or the last show, I guess. And, um, you know, I agree 100%. You know, baseball's got to, you know, move with the times and adapt. And, you know, fan bases are just going to go away. I mean, it's very difficult for the average fans like us uh, who are paying the money we pay to get inside the ballpark and – we they can't relate to arguing over, you know, two hundred twenty million versus two hundred forty million dollars, whatever it is. It's it's very difficult, and I just you know the the owners want to be superior, the players want to be superior, you know both 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 want to struggle for power, and the fans wind up losing, and as do some players. And yeah. I you know it's just kind of sad that that we're seeing this, especially after all the you know the country and. The baseball fans have been through as far as the pandemic, no fans. Now you get some fans. And, you know, it's like here comes something else where, you know, uh, 
the people who matter, you know, are not going to get to see the sport they love. And it's over this seemingly the same old stuff every year. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that a lot is going on in baseball where I, I like to refer to the old adage, you know, stop fixing something that's not broken. You know, and I, and, and I just, and, and I, I always harp on this, you know, there was, there was such a push to change the game, make it faster. There was nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. I mean, I, and if we went into the extra inning guy on second base, no out rule, I'll run the whole show with that. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 just, I, I absolutely cannot understand the logic with that. Um, you know, and the, the seven inning double headers, I mean, that's high school, isn't it? I mean, I, and, and then a pitcher throwing a perfect game doesn't get credit for that. So yeah, there's, there's so many other things that, that need to be addressed. And like I said, I, I, I love baseball because there is no clock and I like, I'm a purist and I like strategy and I like, you know, but I also said to, to somebody the other day, it's, you know, until the, there's a cap, there's going to be a problem because you can be a Frankie Lindor, uh, a Trout, whoever, uh, Tatis Jr., and you can sign for $300 million. And the next day, you fall down the basement steps, break your leg. You don't play for two, three years. You still get that money. And so yeah. that's that's where a lot of the problems are. And I, I hope they I hope that there's an answer. My 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 thought is that somehow they're going to come to some kind of decision soon, because even though they may not want to admit it, they have to have the games because they're probably going to lose more money than they think they are by not having it. So I just don't know when that's going to be, but we're already suffering because no spring training or limited opening days gone, and that's always been a big thrill for every fan opening day. Oh yeah, especially for us, like we joke around all the time. I mean, there's places around here like Razzles does an opening day bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can ride the bus down, have a great day for opening day, yeah. get a bus right back to the bar and just have a blast. I it's I you know, I I'm I'm with you on like the purest of the sport, but also you have these guys don't even play the sport the way it's supposed to be played. Like it's either home run or strikeout, or you know, it's not you don't have the generational hitters that you used to have you know the guys that would lay down one down the line just to score a run instead of trying to pull one and hit a home run i mean these kids are just pull happy and they want to hit home runs and you know something it's awesome to see them hit home runs don't get me wrong but i also still want to see a inning where you stack up like eight runs in a row because everybody's actually hitting their stride and hit where they need to hit so uh, James chimed in a comment here, Brian. You'll get on this one too. Uh, up to the point, I could be, I could care less if they play. I want to have a season, but it's not worth all this crying. And a lot of fans are like that. I mean, Brian, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Mike, just what at this point, what is the biggest issue between the players and the owners? Like, what are they the furthest apart? What's their main uh, debating point between the two of them? Is there any chance at all uh, for a salary cap? Uh, Maybe not this year, but down the road. Um, Or is it maybe more likely that we're looking at like a cap floor uh, that could also kind of benefit the Indians as well or the Guardians? Yeah, I I don't see 
the salary cap happening, to your point, Brian, anytime soon. There may be some kind of alternative to that. Um, I there. I was just telling Fanny before we, we came on the air, there's so many issues from the, the how the draft is constructed to the compensation for first-year players. There, there's a, a myriad of things. Um, and I, you know, they just don't seem to be close on any of them. Uh, you know, they, they, they talk for hours, but there's no movement forward as far as, you know, getting this thing going. So, uh, but I, I, I think the, 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 the initial salaries and and then the, 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 the compensation, I think that's, that, that's a big stumbling block. And I, you know, I, I, I think I was trying to follow it today and <laughs> There's not a whole lot of information. It's just the same thing that just gets repeated. Mm-hmm. So, as usual, the fans are in the dark, and even some of the media, like myself, we're in the dark. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't, I really don't know. Uh, you know, this this was apparently coming, but nobody decided to talk until. Well, your your commissioner doesn't even come to the meetings until rather late in in the party, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, he's is he real commissioner. Come on, that guy's like, yeah, <laughs> he, he just has the title apparently. <laughs> like, come on, nice. I know what you're doing. You're just walking up there and just take bullets. It's all right, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> well, like I said, and anybody who would endorse or come up with you know that putting a guy on second base and in extra innings with no outs, uh, they got to be checked for vital signs, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that, that, that's just ridiculous, but no, I. Yeah, I don't, to Brian, to go back to the question, I, yeah, it's, it's more so uh, salary compensation and then, you know, the, the draft and as far as who gets that initial money based on where they go. And, you know, there's just all kinds of issues right now. Right. Sure. Well, Brian, do you want to run over to another team that's got a lot of issues going on right now? Yeah, let's hear it. Your Cleveland Cavaliers have finally hit a speed bump. Jared Allen is injured. Uh, I saw news just break. I don't know how long he's out for. He's got a broken finger and something else. But you are now in uh, DEFCON, what is it, 45 <laughs> with injuries with the Cavs now. I mean, your backcourt is completely demolished. And, you know, you got, or front court, whatever court, the point guards <laughs> demolished. One of the court. <laughs> there it is. I said it right. All right. Completely demolished. And now one of your big, big pieces is going down with an injury. So, Bry, how do you feel about Jared Allen going down with this injury right now? It doesn't concern me a great deal. Um, I think he can maybe even play a little bit. Uh, I don't expect him to miss a ton of time, but my, my concern continues to be uh, with Garland's back just because – the back is so unpredictable, and you don't know if you can count on him for a full seven-game series or if he's going to be questionable day-to-day, every single day throughout the series or or what. But um, he seems to be playing well. Um, guys are stepping up. Guys I haven't – I don't know a whole lot about, they're stepping up. So, you know, we kind of thought that maybe – the Cavs would have a a lull in the middle of the season because nobody expected them to be as good as they have been this year. So you figured eventually you're going to run into some tough times and you played some decent teams. Uh, It was nice to get a win uh, the other night against the Raptors, but 
76ers, we had that big lead and then uh, just kind of watched it slowly whittle away. And and that's kind of what it's going to be in the playoffs. I think you're going to be playing some pretty good teams. And if they're healthy, you're going to struggle to keep up with them. But you just hope that, uh, that you're healthy enough to match them. Mike, are you worried about this injury with uh, Jared Oud? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of on board with what Bry said. You know, I don't think it's a, a serious one <clears throat> that he can't come back from. But I will say this, that it is of concern only in the grand scheme of things in terms of this is a Cavalier team that I would put in the category of, and I know you can say this about a lot of teams, but more so this squad with how they're put together, all the pieces have to be there. And when they are, you're going to see what we've been fortunate enough to, to, to watch this year. You're going to see surprising success, success in general. Um, it's not really a team that can lose a couple guys and, you know, still have all the pistons firing. Um, you know, Brian mentioned Garland. And, you know, if I'm if I recall correctly, um, I happened to watch that game where they – kind of dominated the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs. That's the game he got hurt. He got yeah. literally shoved right in the back going under, under the basket. And that's what that game was a while ago. So whatever he's got going on is taking its time to heal. And, um, you know, he without that extra burst of speed, you know, he's not the same player. He can't do the things that we know he can do to help us win. So, um, but, you know, I just think that for the first time I've been able to describe this Cavaliers team as just that they are a team. They move the ball. They, they reverse the basketball. They guys off the ball, cut hard in the basket. They screen, they roll to the basket. You know, you don't get those lazy screens where a guy just stands there and then rolls out and waits for the ball to shoot the 18 footer guy. Oops. Guys are constantly moving um, as opposed to what we used to see where somebody dribbles the ball for 23 seconds <laughs> of, of the shot clock. And, um, but, no, this this is a, a good squad. Um, uh, Fanny, you were talking about Evan Mobley. I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, this guy's got versatility written all over him. And uh, turns out that that was a really wise draft choice and – He's got a lot of respect for a rookie. He's getting a lot of respect from around the league and even the veterans who are on TV who played the game. So, and and I think it all starts too with the Bickerstaff. I think he's been the right coach for the for the right team at the right time. He's old school, doesn't take a lot of nonsense, and he expects you to play hard. Um, he, I, 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 I kind of enjoyed something that. Uh, a really good writer, and everybody knows uh, Terry Pluto from the Cleveland area, outstanding writer. He had a really interesting observation that during that lull that you described at Fatty, he felt the players kind of got a little complacent and started to listen about how successful that they were. They were, but then again, they got to understand that you haven't really accomplished anything yet, and that's where the experience factor comes into play. You know, Brian, you mentioned that collapse in Philadelphia. Well, that's just experience. You know, you got to know how to how to come back in a game. You also have to know how to play play with a lead and play with a big lead. 
And that's just time and experience. But it's been fun to watch. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Allen is going to come back strong. He's definitely a guy who, when he's in the middle, he alters the, the opposition's offense. He really does. He's that good. So if Allen does miss some time, I mean, that means Kevin Love's got to step up and step in that role a little bit, right? I mean, he's got to get some extra minutes. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and again, he, he's got the experience to do that. But boy, has he been terrific in his role off the bench. You know, I mean, I, I his, his play has been stellar at times. And I think the young guys learn from him. So he's been a real plus, you know, to, to be here and to stay here when a lot of people thought he wasn't going to stick around. Well, and so, I, I kind of wanted to ship him off with a washer and dryer somewhere the way he, uh, last year, the way, you know, because I mean, we haven't seen this resurgent for like, it's like he actually enjoys playing basketball. Like we yeah. joked around about, you know, the time where he just slapped the ball in bounds and they got a three pointer off of it. I was like, well, he's done. He's done right now. He just doesn't want to be here. So at that point in time, it was like, come on. Now he's actually engaged and into it. But I really do think that this team from here on out has got to shape up their defense. That's how they won a lot of these games is their defense. And they're starting to get sloppy on their defense again. I think they need to tighten up their defense again and see what happens. But I mean, with this many injuries, how can you do it though? Yeah. With with Mobley, uh, he's a tremendous talent. And we're all happy he's a Cavalier, but he's not the defensive player that Jared Allen is. So we will lose a little something there uh, down low defensively protecting the rim. But we're kind of we're built to sustain an injury to our uh, to our our front court better than our back court as we stand right now. Because, you know, we got marketing, we got love, we got some bigger guys that uh, that can step in there and at least, you know, put forth a decent effort um, as our our front court is starting to get healthier. But if we can get Karis LeVert back, I mean, th- yeah. I think he's maybe like a linchpin to hopefully take our offense to the next level. And defensively, you know, he can help out and just kind of spell um, some of these other guys that, you know, probably should be in the G League, really, if we were fully healthy. Yeah. Right, true. I mean, do you – do you see them getting into a play game? Like, is that where we're at now? Because I mean, like, we had high hopes of them actually getting an actual playoff series. But, you know, with the injuries and stuff, I mean, should we curb our expectations a little bit and just say, hey, let's get you to a play game and have some fun? Well, for the obvious reason, the, the play-in game scares me and a lot of other people for the obvious reason. No, I, I, I still think, uh, Fanny, that there's a – Legitimate shot to get in. Uh, there's time. Uh, obviously, Allen back is just going to solidify that optimism. But uh, I still think that they're one of the top teams in the East to get in the playoffs. So I'm I'm going to say that, that they, they should get in. How far they go, again, that'll be up to all the pieces in place and has the season a progression allowed for them to get that experience they need. Because as we know, that's a whole different environment. Yeah. And, and the, well, the, it, the window closes fast as far as mistakes that you can make. Yeah. Ed Columbus said 
Uh, I think Allen being out might free up Bo- or fire up Mobley, who kind of hit a rookie wall here for a couple of games. He actually, I, he has, he has a little bit of a wall yeah. with scoring rebounds, but I mean, you know, he's also a rookie. I mean, you're not expecting stellar games out of him every game, you know, like certain oh. other people, but you know, you, you just can't have that. I, I think for a rookie, he's farther along than most people thought. So I, same. I thought so. Cause like I was, I was on a bride during the all-star uh, skills challenge or whatever the heck they did. I'm sitting here watching him chuck up threes, and I'm like, is he taller than Jared Allen, though? Like, did he hit it gross? Like, what is going – like, he's just chucking him up. I'm like, all right, I have not seen this kid enough then. I got to start watching this kid more. <laughs> I mean, he just – it was fun to watch a guy out there just chucking up threes and just swish, and the way he plays, too, because he does play with a passion. And, and let's not forget that – uh you know, what our expectations were before the season started. We probably would have been happy with the play-in tournament before the season started. And then they got off to that hot start. You know, they were in front of their skis a little bit. And, you know, they've kind of regressed a little bit back to, you know, the sixth or seventh seed. But if I asked you before the season started, hey, we take the sixth, seventh seed, uh, you know, in the playoffs and a chance to move on, I think we probably all would have taken that. And we all would love – them to at least get a full series in because right. at this point we like Mike said we just need experience in one game two games are not as good as maybe a full seven game series or six games at least so let's just hope to get that experience this team is very young still looking uh looking to move up and move forward and they probably don't have championship aspirations at this point right well boys Let's stop with the calves and get into the meat and potatoes of this show. I've been promising Brian this for <laughs> two weeks because we've been pushing it back, pushing it back because we've had other stuff to talk about. But now it is all Browns free agency combine, and we tag the chief. All right. So first off, let's go out with the news. Browns franchise tagged uh, David Njoku for one year for like, I think it's like $10 million or something like that. So he will be here. Next year, they're working on a long-term contract. Rumors are it's a multi-year deal, $13 million per. That means he is paid more than Austin Hooper, who we just got last year for a very big contract also. So you got about $20 million tied up in tight ends right now. How do you guys feel about that? Let's go with Mike. Mike, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I'm I personally am glad that Najoku wants to be here. And obviously the Browns uh you know kind of solidified their belief in him. And because I you know, I think that he's a, a heck of a target across the middle. And you know, we really need that kind of a receiver, in, in my opinion. And his blocking, I believe, also got a lot better as the season progressed. Um I think that there's room for both these guys in the offensive scheme. Uh, obviously, Stefanski is going to have to, you know, do a little more work in that area. But um, I'm, I'm glad he's here. I mean, he's a big guy. He's oh, strong, he you know, and uh, we, we kind of don't really have that in the receiving core. Um, I, I would say Jarvis Landry is, uh, of course, strong, but we don't know where he's going to be. Is he going to be here? 
So I think that, you know, getting him in uh, in terms of Najoku, I think it's a good move. Uh, and I just think that that, you know, it gives Baker another proven target to throw to. And I'm sure we'll get into Baker in, in a few minutes, but I, but I'll, I'll keep it with, I'll keep it with, with the tight ends for now. And yeah, I, I, I think both can work. And I, I, I think it was a move that the Browns should have made. All right, Brian, what about you, bud? Yeah, in a vacuum, I think it, it, it's a good move. And if you ask me, Hey, you can have David Njoku, a talented, fast, strong tight end that, uh, that'll be a matchup problem. I, I would be elated for that. And, you know, we're only paying him for the franchise tag, maybe 11 mil a year for one year. So that's not going to hurt too bad, but, uh, you know, it sounds like they're going to keep Hooper around. So we'll have $20 million invested in two tight ends. And I start thinking about, well, we all also spent a fourth round draft pick on a tight end a couple of years ago. I would think he would be ready by now to move up into that number two position. And we still have a lot of question marks on the outside with our wide receivers. And it seems like we're maybe focused on the line of scrimmage and five to 10 yards down the field. And the rest of the league is focused on hitting big plays 15, 20 yards downfield. So I, it gives me some concern, some pause, like, uh, you know, well, maybe we could have taken this money and put it towards a wide receiver, a game-breaking wide receiver that, that we don't have on the outside. I don't know if they're kind of trying to cater it to Baker's skill set to where, well, let's just be a ground-and-pound team. Let's matriculate the ball down the field and, you know, we'll take the big shots when they come, but they don't come very often, whereas other teams are trying to be a little more aggressive to move the ball down the field. So I don't know. I guess I'll have to see um, how it all plays out. But for now, you know, I just I need some more production out of the wide receivers and I'm not looking to stay stagnant and do status quo and just copy and repeat from last year's offense to next year's offense, we need to be making improvements. And I know there's a lot of off season left, but, uh, you know, like Mike said, we'll get to Baker. I, I wish the Browns would have been ultra aggressive trying to get a uh, Russell Wilson. I think they could have had him, but, um, you know, they're just, they seem to be content with running it back and hoping that it just gets better next year. Okay. Brian, what cost would you run that back? All right. Did you not see the – I understand they gave up Drew Locke. And sure. We'll get into it now. They gave up Drew Locke. Right. They gave up a decent tight end. They gave up another guy. They gave up two first-rounders. They two gave second-rounders. Two second-rounders and a fifth for Russell Wilson and a fourth. Okay. At that point in time, do you think the Browns could afford to give up that many first-round draft picks? You actually and, think they're right there right now. That and elite – an elite, Wilson is NFL, an elite NFL quarterback is the hardest thing to find in sports. And until you find an elite NFL quarterback, you're going to be searching. I mean, what glaring need other than maybe wide receiver, which you could sign a free agent, other than wide receiver, what glaring need other than quarterback is there on this team? I don't uh, see one. Defensive line. Oh, you, you could sign a Malik Jackson for one year. You could go out and you can find a Malik McDowell that's on the scrap heap. Th those guys 
are pennies to a dollar for what a quarterback can bring your team. I just say what I've been waiting. This is the Browns' best team that they've had in 20 years. And what are we waiting on to go all in? When are we going to push the chips all in? We haven't done it for 20 years. Give up as many draft picks as they want. Let's go all in. Let's try to win a championship. Otherwise, you're going to be losing to the Russell Wilsons. You're going to be losing in the playoffs to Josh Allen. You're going to be losing to Patrick Mahomes every year. I mean, it's not good enough for me just to make it to the playoffs. I want to make a Super Bowl push because we have great players like Miles Garrett, like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We have one of the best offensive lines in the league. You know, it's not good enough for me just to make it to the playoffs. Mike, what do you think? <laughs> well, I, I I certainly agree with with, with Brian. You know, you, you don't want to get complacent. I mean, when the Browns made the playoffs and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, you would have thought that was the building block to something bigger and better the following year. It sure. didn't happen. And why didn't it? Well, I'm just going to try to summarize that column I wrote a while back <laughs> about a lot of outside noise and what have you. But aside from that, um, I'm never going to debate with anybody that Baker Mayfield is an elite star quarterback. He's not. Is he the problem? I don't believe he is. And I think that there are enough pieces around him that this team can still win and get to the next level with him. And I remember pointing this out, and I don't know what, where you guys stand on this, but I got into a discussion with somebody about, well, unless you are an elite stud star, you're not going to take a team to the Super Bowl and win. And in my column, I reminded those people with that mindset, well, here are a few names to think about. Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Brad Johnson with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. John Gruden's Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs. Jeff Hostetler, New York Giants Super Bowl when Sims went down. None of those guys are elite, okay? So it's 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 possible. Would you rather have a, a Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers? Of course you would, but that's not the case. But because of the running attack and the top offensive line that Brian mentioned, this team can still succeed. And I just think as far as Baker is concerned, and he was hurt last year. There's no question about it. There's no question it bothered him. The offensive coordinator said as much when I did my story. Um, and quite frankly, I don't think the Browns coaching staff handled that well at all. I think a lot of that get, goes on Stefanski. I don't think he had a really good coaching year, in my opinion. I think that at some point you got to say, look, I know you're a competitor. You want to play. Every pro wants to play, but you're not helping us right now. Some games, you know, Baker could have sat out. The Detroit Lions game was one of them, okay? Um, and tried to rest that shoulder as best he could for later in the season where the push was needed to get into the postseason, where anything can happen once you're in. Um, but I'm willing to just make this year, and I believe Mayfield's going to be the quarterback. He seems to be rebounding from the surgery. According to GM Andrew Barry, his workouts are phenomenal. He's making great strides. 
So this is his make or break year. You want the money. Okay, well, you got to show us. And if a healthy Mayfield can do it, then fine. But if he can't, then I think, you know, you got to look elsewhere. Now, will, uh, will somebody else be available at that time? Who knows? But I just don't think that, you know, it's all, you know, I, I don't want to say his fault. I don't like that term. It's not all on his show. He doesn't bear the entire right. responsibility. You know, Fanny, to your point about defense, Mayfield did not give up 40-plus points to the L.A. Chargers, a game that he had enough to, to help them win. He didn't give up 45 unanswered points to the Mac Jones, not Tom Brady-led Patriots, Mac Jones-led Patriots. So there's other areas where this team can improve. Um, but I don't think Mayfield is the problem. He's got to get better. He's got to get healthy. And then we'll see what happens. But definitely wide receiver in the draft to start. Now, I'll probably contradict myself on this one. That was two games down the stretch. That defense played well enough for the Browns to win out those last five games. Yeah. So at that point in time, Brian, I understand where you're going with with Russell Wilson. The only thing that the only thing that bothers me about it, and Vinny Brown, when was the last time? Like this year, he was hurt. They didn't go to playoffs. There's a lot of drama with that, for one. Sure. Okay. Second of all, no trade clause. Would he actually want to come to Cleveland? That's right. the other thing that you got to right. factor in. He doesn't yeah. want to go east, like we talked about earlier with Mike. He doesn't want to come east. He went to West Coast, West Side, with Denver, with John Elway, because they have that prestige. All right. I'm sorry that we cannot get an Aaron Rodgers for $50 million a year. I'm sorry that we cannot get a Russell Wilson to come here. But what we do have right now is we got to shore up Denzel Ward, get that contract completely done. Done and over with. You already gave him his fifth year. I don't know what's taking so long on that one. You have got to find your stud wide receiver. And I'm not saying like a little bit of stud. I'm talking alpha dog stud wide receiver. And guess what? It might not be at 13. It might be later on in the rounds. I don't care where you find it. But you need that stud wide receiver because guess what? We got position receivers all across the board. Peoples Jones position. Jarvis Landry position. The only one that can stretch the field is Swartz, and he pulled a hamstring, all right? And when it comes to Njoku, I love this about Njoku. You want to know why? I don't see Austin Hooper being able to break free and go downfield for 25 yards. Austin Hooper is the one tight end that will get you 10 to 15 yards if you need it. Njoku is the one that can hit a big home run if it's there. Austin Hooper is not. Plus, Njoku still 25 years old. He's still a kid. That's the other thing. We're signing people that we need to sign. They're young. They're part of this team. They've been in this culture. Who he actually, if you see him on the sidelines, like behind uh, the building, the Browns that Channel 5 does, seeing him talk to people, how he interacts, how he comes about it. It's different from when they drafted and he tried to get out of here. He wanted to trade. He was like, I don't want this. And I don't blame him. I mean, you brought in Austin Hooper on a big deal. You drafted another tight end. Well, what's it mean for me? They finally realized that Njoku is the pathway and he's Baker's safety blanket right now. He has been Baker's safety blanket 
even though he got injured the one year, broke his wrist, he's pretty much out the rest of the year after that. I at that point in time, like we're at a point. I understand that we can win now. We should win now. But at what cost do you want to win now, Brian? And yes, we're deprived. We're twenty some odd years in. We want to win. We want to win everything. We were not too many years ago from one and 35. Like, it's not that long ago. Like, we've turned the page. We're not the same old laughing sock Browns, Bri. We're not there. Yes, we have our problems. We have our dramas. But we're not 2 and 15, 4 and 12. We're not those Browns anymore. Well, and that's what uh, that's what the Baker supporters will tell you. They'll say, hey, you know, he's around 500. He'll keep you around 500. We're not, we're not two and whatever. We're not one and whatever. You know, we have an average football team, which is for a lot of people, they're, they're okay with that. And, you know, if that's you, God bless you. Um, I wish that was me, but I, I want you to get better every year because my end goal is a championship. It's not just to be, you know, picking 13 through 20 in the draft. Um, and I'm not saying that you are, I'm, I'm just saying my aspirations are, are much higher because I want to see us get to a Super Bowl. I want to see us win a Super Bowl. I want to see us have sustained success. That doesn't mean necessarily having the best quarterback in the league, but, I know how difficult it is to upgrade the quarterback position. You know, you can't just elite quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks are just not available every single off season. So when they do come available, if you, all you have to give up is a couple of draft picks and, and a decent tight end, you know, I'd have, I'd have been fine with trading two ones, two twos and David Njoku for, for Russell Wilson. I mean, sign me up, but like you said, We'll hopefully find out in the weeks coming, like, you know, just because we give them that package doesn't mean Russell Wilson will say, okay, yep, I'll go to Cleveland. I'm good. He might have nixed it. Even if the Browns gave up seven first round draft picks, he might have said, nope, I'm not going to Cleveland. So so we don't know that. But um, I honestly, I think what they did is Seattle came up to him, said, hey, we're going to trade you. What teams can we trade you to? What teams would you allow yeah. a trade to go through? Well, he, he did. He, did. Point, he said he said he wanted to be on the West Coast. Everything else, so he, he, he gave he this. gave him like four or five teams, and Denver was not on that list, though. Um, I don't I don't believe. I think he gave him like Dallas and you know maybe some other. I don't think Denver was on the list of teams that he wanted to go to. So I don't know what kind of bridges you'd have to cross or hurdles you have to get over to try to convince Russell Wilson to get Cleveland. And it maybe you never would have been able to. But I just I hope behind the scenes that Andrew Barry did everything he possibly could to try to get him because he's an upgrade over what you have. He's a guy that has proven over his career that uh that he can win the big games and the big moments. And, and at this point we don't have that quarterback and I know he's 33, I think, um, yeah. but he takes care of himself. So you could have him for maybe another 10 years. So, I mean, if you tell me if we could have got Russell Wilson for 10 years, I mean, just looking at this next season, we probably would have been a top five uh, Super Bowl contender. Whereas where we're standing right now, standing pat, we're not even in the top 10. I don't think, um, and it hurts that he comes to the AFC because that's one more hurdle that we have to get over. But 
I mean, our offense at this point is just kind of a mess. Um, you know, when, when your backup tight end is your leading receiver and, um, you know, right. you're putting a bunch of money into your tight ends rather than, you know, your receivers are trying to stretch the field. And, yeah, it, it's not all Baker's fault. I agree with Mike because you just can't put it on one guy. Uh, Kevin Stefanski right. definitely had a worse season in year two than he did in year one. And, and hopefully he figures it out and, you know, hopefully Baker plays better. And, you know, in the NFL, it's just taking a little step up to win you two or three more games. So we just have to get a little better, not rock the boat too much, I guess. But, um, but yeah, we got to do something to our offense. We can't just, like I said earlier, copy and paste it. And, and it will, and like, I just let's say, and just getting back to, Baker coming back healthier, he's going to have his chance. And that's what it's all about in the, in, in the pros. Okay. You got to prove yourself and we're going to see what he can do. And now if he's having a really bad start and he's overthrowing guys, he's underthrowing guys and everything is healthy. Everything is right with the arm, the shoulder. It's all good. Well then, you know, the front office has to take a look at this, yeah. but I'm willing to at least, see we want to see we want to say the new or a healthier baker mayfield Let, let's see what happens because <clears throat> you got that running game and i you know should the browns have run the football more in those close games maybe so but you've got two of the great ones right standing right behind you uh re the receiving core has got to got to improve and the line is, is is good when they're healthy they're one of the best in the league so you put a healthy quarterback there. Let's see what happens. But I'm not going to say that, you know, he's a, a, an elite all-star because he's not. He is what he is. And he has shown the ability to go for the home run ball. But more or less, it's pound the ball and, you know, dink and doink across the way where Najoku comes in. But, you know, to your point also, Fed, I want to say he is a yards after the catch guy. I mean, he really can make some some big plays after we saw that. That was evident last season. So hopefully that, you know, he'll, he'll bring that to the table this year. All right. So before we get off the Browns, we've had the combine. We all know, seen all the wide receivers, seen the defensive tackle run faster than quarterbacks, everything else that happened. It was crazy. So, Bri, I mean, obviously, wide receivers are a position of need, right? And if you had to draft a wide receiver out of this group at 13, which wide receiver would you draft? Oh, gosh. It's still very early, and I, and I say this maybe with little to no confidence, but – um. But I'm, I'm shoot for the stars guy um, and not necessarily just draft the fastest receiver or anything like that. But, um, you know, I hear from a lot of people that if Jameson Williams didn't tear his ACL, he'd be the first receiver in the draft taken. So I'm patient. I can wait, you know, nine, 10, 11 months. If you're telling me this guy's the best wide receiver, yeah, I don't see why I don't take him because probably if he was fully healthy, he doesn't even make it to 13. So if we can get a little bit of a discount on a guy, 
I might as well take him. So, so I would say right now where I'm at right now, I'd say James Williams. I'm intrigued obviously by Trayvon Burks and his size. Um, he didn't run super fast, but, uh, you know, I, I'd like that big guy. It sounds like Mike Williams signed a, a big contract today, so we're not going to get him. Uh, uh, the Buccaneers franchise tagged Chris Godwin, so we won't be getting him. So our, our options are kind of limited now, and, and we're kind of looking at the draft. One guy got caught for gambling, suspended for a year. Can't right, get Ridley's him. out. We won't get into that. We we're we're close to the other. Mike, what about you? What do you what are you looking for at thirteen? I I like Burks. He from uh, Arkansas. Yes. Is that yeah? Okay. I I like him. I think he's he's going to be there. Uh, I know we've we've heard a lot of buzz that uh, well, the one uh, Ohio State receiver, Olave, he wants to play for his home team. Oh yeah. And Wilson Garrett, he wants. Yeah, yeah, he wants to play with Mayfield, but uh, I think I think I, I like Burks and um, the defensive lineman from Georgia, Davis. There, there's a guy I, I might look at. God, he's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he is. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I'm sitting there looking at that. Con- I, I, I watched him run, and I went, I would have fell down after the first step yeah. and rolled about five yards. And just said, nope, we're good. Guys, I didn't run again. I pulled something. I pulled something hard. Um, and, you know, and here's Evan Columbus. Get uh, Lake Travis and love Garrett Wilson because he played with Baker. I, I Was that right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Like, my biggest, like, there's just something that intrigues me about an Arkansas, of all people, wide receiver. Like I just I you know seeing the size, seeing everything else, but watching him play and seeing the stuff that he did. Now, granted, he played Alabama and did horrible, but man, he is just something special. He, I mean, it's like DK Metcalf. Like when they drafted DK Metcalf, you're yeah. like, what? Why are you drafting this guy? Like I did not have him up here. He wasn't supposed to be here, and he turns out to be. I think this might be the Browns' DK Metcalf if they draft him. I think, but guess what? Combine draft everything, roll a dice. It's crapshoot. It's crapshoot no matter what. And honestly, I think the Browns are going to trade down at thirteen. They're either trading down or they're jumping into the top ten. Those are the only two moves I see them. I really do. Those are the only two moves I see them doing. Well. If they like Wilson from Ohio State, he's projected at number ten by Seattle. But then again, that was before the trade, so who knows what's going to happen there? Right. And you know, trading down, you don't have to trade down that far to get either a defensive because this defensive end class is unreal. I yeah. mean, you can get a top tier defensive end at twenty or twenty two, and pick up a wide receiver in the second round or jump back in late first round and get a wide receiver. There's a lot of stuff that could happen this draft. I'm excited about this draft because for once this draft isn't all over the board. Like it has been last few drafts. Like we could just draft a safety or a corner or this. We're honed in now on certain positions we need. There's no all around the board, best player available. There's certain positions we do need. And I think they're going to be hard and heavy. 
And don't be surprised if there's an offensive lineman taken a little bit later in the third round or fourth round. And did you guys see this Kelly kid from Southeast Louisiana quarterback? Mm -mm. Six, seven, 250 pounds. Oh, ran like a four, seven, 40. <laughs> I was that like, was oh boy. I, I, he either played, I think he played at Georgia before he moved to transfer it out. But yeah, I was like, sixth round. I'll see you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, I, oh, we're, we're here. We're talking late draft picks. No, no, we're not well, going to this show. I, I know we're all honed in on wide receiver in round one, and that's where, you know, the sexy position is, and we're all going to be looking to that because, frankly, we need it until we maybe sign one in free agency. But, yeah, you brought up two – there one guy, two guys that really intrigue me and, and their positions in need. You brought up Jordan Davis. I mean, a freak like that. We need, need, need a defensive tackle. And, and he just excites me with his size. They, they put up, you know, stats like he's bigger than Gronk. He's taller than Gronk. He weighs more than Jason Peters. He's faster than Patrick Mahomes. His 10-yard uh, his split was faster than Jarvis Landry. So I don't know how you don't get intrigued by that if you need a defensive sure. tackle. And then uh, the other one is Tyler Linderbaum from uh, the center from Iowa. I think he's about as solid as – as a draft pick as you could have. I think he write him in for eight to 10 pro bowls a year or for his career. And some people even say he might be the best player in the draft, but you know, he's a center. So you're not going to take a center in the top 10, but uh, with JC Treader, the uncertainty of, of his future and, you know, Nick Harris having a decent first couple of years, if we could get him and he could anchor our offensive line for the next decade, I think that's very intriguing to me. I agree. I mean, I you know you you can never be too strong at the offensive line, sure. especially with the with what you've got those running backs. You gotta if you open up the holes, they're gonna find them. So you can never have enough offensive linemen. I agree with that. And um, well, after a March Madness one, I will be having my mock draft on any old sports. I'll let you, I'll keep you guys updated on that. Can I sprinkle? So, uh, in a little bit of that, can I sprinkle in a little bit of that mock draft? Yeah, nobody from Michigan in the top five. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not a realistic mock draft. Oh, <laughs> I saw his face. two guys. <laughs> It'd be two. One for one. One for sure. I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. All right, guys, <laughs> we're here. We, hey, we're going over. It doesn't matter. We're having fun. Let's get into our Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. I brought Vinny back into this because hey. we need to get into this. <laughs> so, Mike, I told you what we're talking about for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right. My wife came up with this one and I started laughing because the first one that she came up with was uh, countries' foods that are rare and would you eat them? There is some stuff in there that I wouldn't eat. So if I don't eat it, I know these two aren't even coming close <laughs> to that thing. Like there was a duck fetus in there. Wow. Like they would crack open the egg and eat a duck fetus. I was like, yeah, we're, it's not for our show. But maybe later on we'll bring it up. But for today, 
we are doing would you eat the rarest foods so the rarest foods in the world we have japanese kobe beef would you guys eat japanese kobe beef absolutely Betty? Uh, Kobe beef? Yeah, it's like steak. Look at it. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the, I mean, I, I would try it. Sure. No, it's the steak where they feed the cow beer, they massage it, and huh. everything else. Yeah. 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 yeah sounds, sounds like delicious. A- Mike, you? I would not, no. <laughs> You're not a beef guy? Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I did. I'm more traditional. This this this, this category is kind of out, out of my air, my, my my comfort area. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not get uncomfortable then. Here we go. Next one. Uh caviar. Almost caviar. All right. That's fish eggs for the people that don't know. Uh okay, so Mike is probably a hard no on fish eggs. That that'd be correct. Mm-hmm. All right, fish eggs. Would I try it or would I, I like order it? What are you asking? Would you try it? Yep, I would try it. Vinny, fish eggs. As long as you don't tell me what it is, I mean, I, I think I would try just about anything. But, I mean, if I know what it is, yeah, my, my, my wife's right. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, she is. <laughs> you, By the way, Ava, you made it into our shout-outs. All right, next no. one. Yeah. Dotsky black watermelon now this watermelon is completely black on the outside i'm showing video pictures here completely black on the inside but looks like a watermelon on the inside would you guys try there's less than a hundred that are harvested every year wow so would you try a black watermelon it's fruit I would. If it looks like watermelon, hell yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, it looks exactly like watermelon. Less than 100 a year? No. I feel terrible not trying to turn it down. All yeah. right, so there's two. I would try Mike, that. would you try watermelon? I'll go for that. I'll try watermelon. All right, all right. Now, here's where it gets weird. Justin said he would try it. Justin would try anything. Well, that's, that's probably <laughs> true. He let's, said that it would I, be worth a try, Let's too. see if you guys would try this. $600 a pound donkey cheese. Would you eat donkey cheese? Would I have to buy it? No, you wouldn't have to buy it. Okay, just eat it. <laughs> would you, would you would taste it. it? You would try it? <laughs> I would try it. All right, Brian, would you try it? Yep, for 600 bucks. I mean, I'd have to find out what made it so good. What in the world? All right, Mike, that's donkey like. cheese. With Ritz crackers, yeah. All right. Three for three. All right. Here we go. I don't even know how to pronounce that. How do you pronounce that? Uh, Ibicaro? Yeah, Jabon Ibicaro. I think so. It's one of the salty meats that's a pork on your chittery board. Oh. Uh, it's almost like, let's see here, it's almost like salami. Yeah, I, sure. Sure. I would try it for sure. Yeah. Do you like salami? 
I'm sorry. I'm I do. My... I like salami. Okay. Oh, there just you go. said no to that one. <laughs> well, of course, he doesn't eat meat. No. Oh. Uh, white, white truffles. Mike, would you eat white truffles? No, I would not. No. You're not a mushroom guy. I don't I don't care for truffles. Oh, okay. Uh I just try to, I try to stay away from truffle. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, God, no. Right, Truffle? You know I'm not a mushroom guy, so I had to pass on that. All right, Vinny Truffle. So I actually, it was kind of funny. I was watching Billions, and uh, I'm in only like season three. I'm almost like halfway through. And in one of the episodes, you know, they were saying how expensive it was, and they were putting shavings, and she, you know, the, the wife that he was going to propose to was saying, oh, yeah, you know, had like, 20 ounces of these white truffles. And I was like, what in the hell would that taste like? I'm like, I want to try it. So, yeah, I, I think I would try it just, right. to, just to try it. Here's one for you. At a whopping $500 a kilogram. A kilogram. Okay. Kopi Luwak coffee. Kopi Luai. Kopi Luai coffee. I know that coffee. I know that coffee from a movie, actually. Uh huh. <laughs> and no, I don't think I would. I would. I love coffee. Yep. <laughs> Mike, you drink coffee? <laughs> I drink probably too much coffee, so I'm going to say yes. All right, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to skip the next one because <laughs> you guys will not at all eat the next one. We're going to scroll through. Here we go. Now, now this one is, it's unreal with this one. Ruby Roman grapes. Okay. Yes, Justin, it is. The bats eat the the beans for Kopi Luai. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yes, the bats eat the beans and then they poop it out and then they simmer those beans and that's what you're drinking. That's that guano. Don't they call that guano? Uh, guano's a little different. That's the, the <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the, the white bats poop or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they use it as like a paste. Yeah, it's stuff. a devil white bat from H. Yeah. Rodura, too. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. right. <laughs> guano. Ruby Roman grapes. Okay. Would you, I, I mean, oh. grapes. We'll all eat grapes, right? Right. Let me give you the price tag on these grapes. Wow. All right. 24 grapes. Somebody paid $11,000 for. Wow. That is $458 a grape. Crazy. What kind of grapes are these? They, they're they very sensitive grapes, and there's only a small number that are sold. <laughs> uh, we don't want to mail it. What's the last one? Let's uh, get to last. Oh, here we go. No, go ahead. The Kopi Luai, Justin, uh, was from the movie. Um, uh, 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 I know somebody else knows this, too. I got to think of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> it was the one with Jack Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholson and um, Morgan Freeman. They were old guys growing up. Bucket, list. Yeah. Bucket, bucket, list. bucket, bucket list. list. Yes, the bucket list. Yeah. So the last one 
is and I read Amai oh I'm going to Amai Simi Samami black chicken. Now these are chickens that are dumped in a hold on run the mill clucker they're dunked in a vat of jet black paint before letting them run amok. So <laughs> you're eating painted chickens. I'm good. So, you're no, good. No good. Oh my <laughs> lord! Here is a blast from the past, Big Bry, Mister Kevin. Crow. What are you saying, Kev? What's going on, man? <laughs> All right, so that's our Fat Boy Tuesday. My wife brought that up. I was like, it would be fun to see if these guys would eat it. I'd probably eat everything on this list. I wouldn't care. Uh, There's a couple other truffles and melons that I didn't bring up to you guys, but at least you guys would eat the $11,000 grapes. So that's a bonus. Yeah, I'd try it for sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to try it, right? All right, let's get into our top three, Vinny. Yes, sir. And our top three tonight is card and board games. Now, Brian, you came up with this. You and Ashley raised this one. So give me your top three because I'm getting ready to go to my dad's where we love to play cards. That's all we do is play cards. So I would like you to give me your top three card and board games. And we will go with Mike first. Mike, give me your top three card or board games. Well, my top three board games would be Scrabble. Love Scrabble. I love Scrabble. Yeah. Well, being a writer, I guess I have some advantage. On on, (laughs) on some nights. On some nights. Um. Was oh Monopoly? Love um, Oh boy. Uh, what else can I say? Oh shoot! Um, I put him on the spot. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Parcheesy. Well, yeah. Let me go with Parcheesy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, I like that. All right. Part cheese is good. So those are three. Part cheesy, right. classically, and scrap. Yeah. All right, Vinny, your top three. Uh, my top three. Oh, you got to get, you gotta get your list. I forgot. You got to get your list. I, I remember it, but it's nice to be able to see right. it. My number three um, is phase 10. Okay. Oh, yep. Hope well. it. Yep. Yep. As long as it doesn't go too long. Right. You know, it's it's good for big groups of people, stuff like that. Everybody's able to play and have a good time. Um, if you have a smaller, you know, about six people is when it gets really, really interesting and good. Risk. Sure. Oh, yeah. I love oh. playing Risk. Oh, my brother and I and my father when he's in town. Oh, man, we love playing Risk. And uh, number one, uh, you know, Great two-player game, three-player game, cribbage. I love oh, playing cribbage. Oh, cribbage. All right. So, yep. Three great Never games. Played. 
All right, we'll go to the comments here. Uh, Justin said, "Cards against humanity." <laughs> yes, Hopley sure. and Texas Hold'em. <laughs> uh, oh, let it. Oh, oh, there it is. Kevin, chess checkers and Axis and allies. Axis and allies is another. Yeah, That's a great one. Oh, exactly. and yes, it's probably the game that he taught you, Ava. Did you teach her how to play? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, Brian, give me your top three. Shoot. Okay. Uh, well, I did all kind of board games um, just because my favorite card game is Euchre, and I really don't have a second or third, but these really aren't like your typical board games like Monopoly, put out a board, or sorry. Uh, so I just did like games that we play, parties and stuff like that. Um, my my number one or my number three would be a new one that we played called Five Second Rule, which is kind of fun. You have a clock that's just five seconds. These marbles roll down. You only have five seconds to come up with answers, and it's kind of a quick thinking game. So I say you have five seconds to name a state capital or something like that. I don't know if you got have you heard of it or you played it. No, no, no. I, I was I was thinking of the uh, the food game. Uh, five second rule when it hits the floor. Well, yeah, that, that, that's where the name came from, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I play that every single day, and it's more like a 30-second rule. But, uh, yeah, so we discovered that not too long ago. That's a fun one, five-second rule. Uh, next one is a game we play with a bunch of friends uh, at a party called With and Wagers, which is based, it's almost like a betting game um, where – you all have these little erase boards and they ask you like, for example, one of the questions was the fastest speed an animal uh, on earth has ever gone. So you write down what you think, what your answer is, and then you all lay them out and then you can bet on answers. Have you ever played that? No. no. I was so, answering the question. No, I'm not. <laughs> it, it, it's like 190 miles an hour by like a falcon or something like diving down or something. Oh. That, that was one that, that I kind of re- remember, but that's a lot of fun because it's kind of a betting game and also like take your best guess. Uh, so that one's there. And then number one, uh, categories. It's, Category. it's a good time with, with, a, with a large group. You do need to have like you know, you can't just let everything pass, though. You gotta, you gotta put some thumbs down up there for, for people just trying to put out BS answers. So, you gotta be a little tough, and it might ruffle some feathers, but uh, but that's a lot of fun. Superheroes, with the with the letter S. See, yeah, super. Everyone's gonna put Superman. There you go. Spider-Man. For that. Can you get? Can you come up with a two, a double? Secret squirrel. Secret, Secret squirrel. squirrel? That's right. There you go. He's a there you go. You're catching on. <laughs> I have a feeling that he's cheated his way out of a lot of games. <laughs> oh, I love like, he, he looks like the guy on Scrabble with a dictionary in his hand going, wow. no, 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 that's not work. That <laughs> is not work. You've got to have that guy. You can't just let everything fly. Otherwise, people are going to rack up points. He, hey, that's when you just start throwing out words to see if he'll catch you. Just be like, douche <laughs> see, oh, see okay. I, I don't i don't have to have that because a lot of times i play on the phone okay so it automatically yeah. rejects you you're, 
you're you're probably going to leave leave the party with a couple of enemies yeah. that you voted against. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we got Naked Twister by Justin too. Yep. Uh, yes, we sure. do. Play sure. That's a great game, especially with couples. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm tired. Uh, all right, so my top three. Uh, number three for me, Trivial Pursuit. Uh, I play a lot with my family. Uh, that way I can look dumb as a box of rocks until I get these sports questions. <laughs> and then I will rock those out. That orange triangle is always coming home to that fat guy. Anything mm-hmm. else, you might as well just chalk it up to nothing. <laughs> like, I was playing it with the kids one day. And they're like, Dad, let's do geography. I'm like, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> so true pursuit. Uh, Bry, uh, obviously my ultimate number one is uh, Euchre with you. Uh, we don't sure. get to play anymore, but we'll, that's not my number one on this one. So my number two is a game that I have played that has pissed off everybody in the world. Shoots and Ladders. Oh, my oh God. yeah. I have played that with my kids. And you get all the way to the end and you catch that one shoot that shoots you all the way down to number two and you want to flip over that board. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Screw you, shoots and ladders. Yep. All right. My number one, uh, it is a game that I play with my family and I'm about to play it this weekend. I'm going to kick my sister's ass if she's still watching. <laughs> uh, we play Hawsey. All right. So for anybody that does not know Hawsey, it is a card game. It is double euchre, but you bid on what you can get. Ooh. So the smallest bid you can get is like normally when we play, the smallest bid you can get is like four or six. All right. If you get it, you win that four or six plus more. You lose it, you go back that amount of money. Plus, if you go a Hazi, you can get two cards from your partner as a loaner. And if you get all of it, you get 16 points. Wow. If you don't, you go back 16 points. The game's oh. evil as shit. Wow. We play two. Uh, we normally play two. So if it's just four of us and we're playing with, because you can play six or four. If it's uh-huh. just four of us, I think we play to 64. Wow. And then, you know, because, I mean, you point yourself to death and the lowest you can bid is four. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do it that way. And then, you know, if you really want to piss off somebody, here's another game that a card game that you'll have to look up. Shanghai. In our family, Shanghai is the most bloodthirsty game that you can do. It has gotten to the point that I have an aunt who will not be named on this show who has come in to a Shanghai game, said, Hey, would you like to play? And she looked at all of us, told us to fuck off, and left. <laughs> it is evil as shit. <laughs> so, you want a game where you can mess with people? That is the game. Go nice. play some Shanghai. And I, I see, already see comments coming in about Shanghai with my sister. <laughs> You're a little late on that one. <laughs> oh, I don't see any. Oh, my God. We, all right, we got to mute those. I got I got a blocker right now because she's cussing at me. All right. All right. So we are here at the end of the show. All right. We got to get my cousin Vegas word of the day. Yep. I'm going to go with Mike on that one. Whatever Mike said, I'm with. Wow. Really? Yeah. I'm going to cheat like that. <laughs> I'm, 
Hey, oh, I never environment setting. Environment setting. No. Right. You were saying B, Mike. And yes. Jerry's gonna piggyback. I'm piggybacking. Big Bry. They you said B is what yeah. their answer is? That's yeah, that's what they're answering is B. Okay, well, I was between B and C, so I'll just to be different, I'll go C. Okay. So yeah, the answer is B. What is physical or social setting in which something occurs? Milieu. Um, let's see. C was concise. Yes. Uh, this was the word for C. Oh, jeez. You turned the volume up. I did. I turned the volume down. Yeah. Yeah, still don't have it. That was C. Compendious. Compendious is the word. I knew that. Concise or comprehensive. So <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, we got to thank our special guest, Mike. Thank you for sticking around with us for an hour <laughs> and 30 minutes. Right. I agree. Hey, it was right. fun, guys. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate it when um, you, know, you guys sent out the invite. I really appreciate it. I, I enjoy what you're doing. I listen to a lot of other shows. And uh, I really applaud the three of you for, you know, doing a nice job. And, you know, uh, I, I just like how the show flows. And I'm very happy to be a part of it and offer my my insight and share my, my background. And um, as I said, I have a couple of columns coming up for NEO Sports Insiders. Uh, have your audience please check it out. Uh, they cover everything. We cover everything. And there will be another uh, draft uh, column from yours truly uh, coming your way soon. Very cool. And when he sends those to me, they go straight normally to our Facebook page at Legal Ham of the Face. So you can catch them there also. We try to spread the wealth here. I'm trying to spread them to Twitter too. Also, Mike, uh, you know something? Mike, I can't thank you enough. We have so much fun with you, especially talking sports. It's It's amazing to have you on. We can't thank you enough for the time that you carved out to be with us for the entire show. Uh, most time we get people for 10, 15, 20 minutes. So thank you so much. I, you're very welcome. I appreciate it. Anytime you guys want me to come on, you got it. I'm here. Thank you so much. All right. Go catch Mike at NEO sports insiders. Uh, you can find them on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you can find them on our page too, where we get the, uh, the columns out to you. So thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thanks guys. All right, we are down to the three amigos. And what did Craig Kevin say? Uh, Kevin Telestrations. Was... I forgot about Telestrations. Yeah. That's a great game, too. Oh, you, kind of, uh, you draw a picture, and then they have to guess what that picture is, and then the next person draws it, and then the next person guesses. So you kind of see. it's it, Yeah, it's almost like a password with, uh, with drawings. Kevin, Very we cool. miss you, bud. We really do. Yep. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> we had some good times, bud. All right, so we're here at the end of the show. Guys, great show. God love Mike coming on with us. What a great time. And just to pick his brain a little bit about stuff, it's always fun. So, my boys, we ready for the trivia? Trivia. Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. I didn't forget it this time. No, you didn't. I, I thought you did. I no, I hit my finger on the button. I know. thought you didn't. All right, so, Bri, when was the last time the Browns used the franchise tag? 
man, there haven't been many. Um, geez, I this is hard. I came up with a couple names. Yeah, I've narrowed it down to Callum Winslow, but I don't think it was him. I'm gonna say Sean Rogers, 2009. I finally got Big Bry. <laughs> Suck it! What you, give, me the, give me the year, and let's see if I can maybe guess the player. Oh yeah, 2011. 2011. You're not going to uh, I'll get it for you. You ready for this? Wow. Here, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't pull give, it up. Give me the position. Give me the position. No, 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 no. Come on. I can't, even, I can't even bring up the position because it'll give it away. It'll give it away? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it will. Give me the position. Nope. I can't. I can't. It'll give away it's, the position. Is it Rick James? <laughs> it's Rick James. The man. <laughs> the myth. <laughs> The strongest right leg in Cleveland. Oh, hey. Dawson. Really? Really? Dawson. I remember them. I thought that in my mind that was a joke of us uh of us franchising a kicker. Like I thought like fans joked about it, but I didn't think it actually did it really happen, huh? 2011, they franchised Phil Dawson for three point eight two million dollars. It's a good deal. Good, good deal. deal. How amazing is that? Just think about that. They franchise tag the kicker. <laughs> That's where we were at. They franchise tag the kicker. kicker. We yeah. need it back. Still. What's I Phil swear. He's a he's coaching high school football in Texas, right? Call his ass oh up. God. He's not he's not more Anderson age yet. Get his ass in here with a single. Handlebar sure. across the front of that sure. helmet and let him go. Jeez. All right. Oh, I <laughs> thought that was a dream. I thought I dreamt that. I didn't think they actually did it. Yes. They actually franchised the kicker. Wow. Well, how quickly we forget how bad it used to be here for uh, well, I know. 15 years. All right, gentlemen, we're done. We're done. I got another show to do. I have got to go because my dog's got chocolate. For the sure. ocean. You know what that means. <laughs> yep. I mean, we, we went chicken bone. By the way, she's still doing great for the chicken bone. Yes. Thank you. Very <laughs> much oh, thank you, Bri. Um, all right. So we're here at the end of the show. Bri, God bless him. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. Vinny, tell him good night. Hey, have a great night, everybody. I am that fat guy. Please go check us out on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Please follow us, like us, subscribe. And we are definitely, definitely uncorked, unloaded, and out. By the way, we love our troops and our first responders. Yes. See you. The password is...